Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. He finally gets it in. Knocked away by Ellis. Stolen by Battle. Gets it to Mark at the top of the circle. Back to Caliph. Three-pointer rattles around and falls home. He can run the baseline. He gets it in. Mark, two seconds, one second. Mark for three at the horn. It is no good. And Vanderbilt has won the ball game. They got a good look. Mark with a three on the move. And Arkansas has lost to Vanderbilt. Vandy wins for the first time on the road in conference play. Yeah, disappointed in our defense for sure um, in both halves. Thought the game got away from us kind of in the middle section. You know, we, we did play hard down, down 15 or 16, whatever it was, and gave ourselves an opportunity to try to put the game into overtime. You know, but, but 50 points given up even though we scored 51 defended and fouled too much you know give Vanderbilt credit uh, they played extremely hard for for 40 minutes yeah very disappointing loss for the Razorbacks after winning two in a row you got yourself set up home game against Vanderbilt trying to make it a win streak finish the season strong and you lay an egg that's as simple as I can say the defense was almost non-existent how many times did Vanderbilt just drive into the lane, get layup after layup, easy shots, dominated the points in the paint last night? Vanderbilt did what Arkansas tries to do. Arkansas likes to get in the paint, get a bunch of layups. Well, Vanderbilt last night, 44 points in the paint. Arkansas had 26. There's your ball game right there. Two things that I saw that stuck out. The lack of defense, giving up 85 points. Vanderbilt hadn't scored 80 points in the game this year. They hadn't won a road game all year. They take care of those two things in one trip to Bud Walton Arena, scoring 85 points. And then Arkansas in the first half, after jumping out to a 20-10 lead, just things came to a grinding halt offensively. Arkansas missed 16 out of 17 shots. They were 1 of 12 from the three-point line in the first half. And they couldn't score. And a 20-10 lead evaporated, and they trailed by four at the half. That's a difference of 14. Then Vandy went on a 6-0 run to start the second half, and they were up 10. So from up 10 to down 10 in a span of about nine minutes of game time. That's how bad it got for Arkansas. And Arkansas's not a, or Vandy's not a good defensive team. As you saw, finally, when Arkansas started making some shots, they scored 82 points. Think about that. Arkansas scored 82 points last night, and at one point in the game, they were one of 17. They missed 16 out of 17 shots, but still scored 82 points. They they threw that game away, honestly. there There's no reason that Vanderbilt team should beat Arkansas if you play a little defense and knock down a couple of shots. Or just attack the rim. You know, I get it. The three-point shots, they were good three-point shots. It wasn't like they were jacking up a bunch of bad threes. They were working the ball against that zone, and they would find the open man and just miss. They missed open three after open three, but at some point – a team realizes, we got to get a basket. Let's, let's drive to the hole, or let's get to the free throw line. Let's get it to our big man. And that was another bit, you know, bad thing about last night. Makai Mitchell's been playing great for Arkansas. He didn't have it last night. Didn't score. Had five rebounds. Just wasn't the same Makai, the aggressive Makai inside. Heck, one time he caught it. Joe, I think he was right underneath the basket. And instead of going up and dunking it or going up for a layup, he threw it out for a three to Davenport, and Davenport missed the baseline three. Second half of the game, both teams went off. When you're talking about both teams scoring 50-plus points, and then even the guy, you know, Coach Z, he lined out three players for Vandy yesterday that he told us about to look out for. One of them was Ezra Magnan. He said, this is a guy that you need to be aware of. You need to be able to – D him up and not let him get to the basket. He was able to do whatever he wanted to along with a couple other players that were all around that 20-point range. They're all in double figures. It was a one point in the game. They did whatever they wanted to. Yep, Manon, 22 points, 8 of 16 from the field, zero turnovers. That's your point guard playing 36 minutes, zero turnovers, and had 22 points. 
And then Lubin, their big guy, absolutely killed him. I mean, that's a, you, you want to take a look at one position that hurt Arkansas the most, at least with Munyon, 22 points. L. Ellis backed that up and had 19. So it was almost a, a stalemate there. But their big guy had 19 points, 9 of 10 from the field, and 12 rebounds. And I just told you Mitchell was zero points and five, six rebounds. Lawson, I think, had a point or two. Brazil came in and played a little bit of the five. First half, Brazil was awful. Second half, he was good. He was good enough, and he was part of the reason why Arkansas uh, had a chance to hit that three to force overtime. But then Brazil had just a just – I don't know what he was thinking on the foul. There's four seconds left in the shot clock. Arkansas, for a couple possessions in a row, I, they, I thought they did a great job. Credit to Mosselman. They did that whole thing where they doubled the, the guy with the ball, and that's Munyon. They were doing everything they could. Just get the ball out of his hands, and we'll play. We'll play, basically play four on three. And they did it for a possession. Vanderbilt missed a you know, little 15-foot jumper. Arkansas got the rebound. That's what they needed. They got the stop. Next possession did the same thing. Vanderbilt threw it around. And I think they shot it, and it was a loose ball. Ball comes back to Munyon. And Brazil, for some reason, leaves the middle of the paint. Because when you go and trap, you're playing four on three, and Brazil's the rim protector. He's standing right there in the middle of the lane just trying to get a hand up, you know, maybe force a missed shot, block a shot. For some reason, when they did it again, Brazil left his spot and started chasing Munyon out at the top of the free three-point line and tries to tap it away from behind and just runs into him. And they were in the double bonus. They had been in the double bonus for about five minutes, so Munyon goes to the free throw line. That was Brazil's fifth foul. And here's another thing. I know I'm on a little bit of a rant here, but Brazil fouls out. They're at the free throw line. They replace Brazil with Davenport. So you don't have a big guy in the game. You don't have a five. You honestly don't even have a four. You know, they've been playing Davenport as an undersized power forward at times. So you went really, really small. They missed the second free throw, and I'll be danged if Lubin doesn't get the offensive rebound on the free throw and put it back in, and they fouled him. Three-point play. That was a huge play of the game. I did not understand. Even at the time, I thought, well, okay, Mitchell will come in. Well, Mitchell didn't come in. I thought, well, Lawson will come in. Somebody's got to be in there to block out Lubin and get that rebound. Instead, they went with a small guard lineup, and they didn't get the offensive rebound. I thought that was a mistake, a huge mistake. It, it was almost like that was anticipated in just a given that they thought they were going to get the ball on a missed free throw or whatever the case may have been, and then you're going to have an opportunity there. But you definitely have to put the right lineups in, and you have to put some size in there. Even with Makai in the game that he had, first of all, no excuse for Makai not scoring a point. you got to find a way to get him in the flow of the game because of how he's been playing lately. Makai and Devo, they basically had the same stat line where they both go 0 for 3. They don't score a point, but you have to get Makai involved. And even in late-game situation, when the guy hasn't played well, get him on the floor. Layden Blocker hadn't played a lot in that game, but you had him on the floor at the end because mm-hmm. now you're making a bit of a comeback defense you're you're being up he's one of your better defenders yep. so you put the players on the floor that are needed in that time in that situation no matter if they've been playing well throughout the game or not you put them on the floor situational basketball it reminds me of the super bowl decision to take the ball first in overtime because we're thinking about that third possession no 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 you better think about the first and second possession before you get to the third possession or there may not be a third possession it was like they were already thinking about when they had the ball on offense we're going to have five guards in there and we're going to be able to shoot a three or get a good shot from one of our five guards well first you got to play some defense and in this case playing defense means blocking out and getting the rebound on a missed free throw they were a step ahead of themselves preparing for something that ended up didn't matter because you give up the offensive rebound and the foul, three-point play. Big mistake there. It was a, you know, there's not just one single play that cost a game. And in a game like this, when it's 85-82, there are a lot of factors. And first, honestly, I, the first half, that, that can't happen. Not when you're up 10 and you go through a drought of one for 17. 
you got to change something up. And you missed 11 threes. When you're not hitting the threes, you got to change it up. You got to get inside. You got to drive to the basket. You got to get to the free throw line more. Or that's what it did. It cost them the game. That call, call that that will stretch right there. Call timeout or whenever you have a, uh, a, a TV timeout and you have a dead ball there, you have to draw up something to stop the momentum that's going on at the time and. You, you do design something that is going to give you a quick, easy basket or something going to the rim where you're going to get fouled and you'll have a chance to do it from the line. But whenever you're in a drought like that, you have to take a timeout or draw up something that's going to give you some points, something easy. Player sees it going through the basket, and now they're, they're developing a little momentum on their side, but... Not only that, you stop the momentum on the other side. Earlier this week, Joe Klein was in, and he was talking about Jerry Stackhouse, and he thinks Stackhouse is a good coach. I agree. I think he's a good coach. Guys, all of a sudden, Stackhouse has beaten Musselman three straight times. Arkansas was seven and had a seven-game winning streak against Vanderbilt, and now Vanderbilt has won the last three games against Arkansas, including two at Bud Walton Arena. And I thought what Stackhouse did – during that stretch we're talking about when Arkansas went scoreless or one of 17 from the field, it kept switching up their their defense. They started out man-to-man, and Arkansas was killing them. Vanderbilt can't guard Arkansas man-to-man. They can't, they can't stay in front of uh, Ellis or Battle or, or Tremont Mark, for that matter. And Stackhouse realized it. He, he went to a 1-3-1 zone. He did a 3-2 He did a 2-3 zone. He th- he threw three different zones at them, and then he would sprinkle in a man, a little man to man, because it, they were confused. They were like thinking they're in a in a zone, and other you know, they're playing man to man. Five ten seconds go off the clock, and they're trying to figure out which offense to run. It, the offense was just discombobulated, and, and he, then he even sprinkled in a little uh, full court press from time to time, and that would take some more time off the clock. They'd settle in the zone and. It, I thought he did an excellent job last night during that stretch of really getting Arkansas out of their rhythm. And it was strange to me because Arkansas this year, in years past, they've struggled against the zone. Years past, they didn't have any shooters, and they just they, they didn't attack the zone. This year, I felt like when teams played a zone, it helped Arkansas because it created that ball movement that was necessary. Too many times early in the season, we saw Arkansas just pounding the rock, just too much one-on-one, just depending on a pick-and-roll. And And the offense got stagnant. Teams would throw a zone, and all of a sudden, Arkansas would start passing it around. They'd work it in, work it out, high post to low post, dunk. They had success against the zone. Not last night. They struggled. Here's Muss. Yeah, we just we we weren't drawing free throws, you know. Even though we went to the line uh, 31 times tonight, and uh, I mean, you saw the shooting percentage from three against the zone. You've got to be able to make some open open threes, and we didn't we didn't do that. And that was part of it. And I said, look, they got some good looks against that zone. Feet planted, nobody around them, missed it. Those are shots college guys got to knock down. And then they did in the second half. And I guess that's a little bit of the frustration. Second half, they shot the three great. Uh, they were 50% from the three-point line in the second half. In the first half, they couldn't buy one. You have to be able to play both ends of the floor, though. They weren't playing defense. They were making shots. And a lot of those shots and some of the makeup came late in the game because they fell behind by quite a bit. So it is, even though they scored 50 points in the second half, it's a little bit skewed because a lot of those points were scored within those last five minutes. They got pretty far behind where Vandy was controlling the game. They were able to do whatever. Yeah, Vandy almost uh, tightened up and blew it. I mean, there were a couple of bad possessions from Vanderbilt and a couple of ill-advised shots and a steal that led to a three, back-to-back threes for Arkansas, and they got back into the game. You, you nailed it, Joe. You know, offensively, we can talk about the struggles and that part in the first half, but it all boils down to you gave up 85 points to Vanderbilt. They've got three players, and you allow those three players to combine for 21, 19, 40, 22, 62 points. And Coach Musselman, we even played a clip. He he named the three guys. He he gave us the three numbers. Heck, yesterday Coach Z Z. said the same thing. Those three guys, they they were on the scouting report. And Coach Moss said after the game, we don't have the clip, but he, he, he mentioned this is one of the first times this season that we had the scouting report 
We prepared for it, and then they didn't do it in the game. Lawrence had 21 points, Lubin, the big man, 19, and Monjon, 22 points. The three guys to watch, and they almost all of them had 20 points. Coach Z, he also felt like Jerry Stackhouse and where he is in his career and what, he, what he's done and just the way he goes about things, that he's a good coach. He, coach Z even mentioned that. He said, but bottom line is Missouri doesn't have the personnel. They don't have the players outside of those three. And uh, it was an outstanding coaching job by Jerry Stackhouse in adjusting during, during the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see out of good coaches. Good slash great coaches, you see those adjustments in game. That's what makes them as good as they are. Yeah, a very disappointing loss after playing back-to-back-to-back good games. And uh, the defense had improved. I thought the defense was better against Mississippi State, A&M, and even Missouri. And then for them to give up an 85 spot to Vanderbilt, that that was very disappointing. And just the, the lack, they could not keep the Vanderbilt guards in front of them. And they just drove to the basket and created shots for other guys. And um, it just, that's unacceptable to give up 85 points, honestly, to Vanderbilt. And once again, they hadn't scored 80 in a game this year. They haven't won a road game this year. They're not good. And Arkansas made them look good. I mean, if you know college basketball, you haven't watched Vanderbilt this year, and you watch that game, you're like, man, that team's pretty good. They got three solid pieces and some other key guys. You watch them play against anybody else, and they're not very good. Well, you know, saying that other teams aren't good is time to face the fact that Arkansas isn't good because every time they get in this situation – whether it's a Vandy, a Missouri, where Vandy hasn't won on the road all season. We know that, uh, or, uh, yeah, and then Missouri hadn't won a conference game, and we saw that they were in trouble at times during that game. So, mm-hmm. And they're at the bottom in the standings. They're there for a reason, because their record reflects where they should be, along with these other teams that are mentioned to say that they're not good. Arkansas is right there by them in the standings, yep. and there's a reason for it. March will be here Friday. When March comes, you are who you are. And who Arkansas is, what are they in the SEC now? Five and ten? They are who they are. They're one of the worst teams in the SEC. And they lost to one of the worst teams in the SEC last night. And that is exactly why Joe and I made a rule last week. We're not talking about any postseason chances, what could happen with this if they win out? What if they win two out of three? What if they uh, win out and go to the finals of the SEC tournament? Could they still get in the NCAA tournament? We said, well, we're not talking about that until they beat Vanderbilt and then they beat Kentucky. Because now you can wipe those chances out. It's done. There's no winning out. There's. Do you think this team can go to the SEC tournament and win five games? Win Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Does anybody think they can go and win five games in Nashville? I don't know if they win another game, Joe. I mean, you look at the schedule at Kentucky, LSU at home, at Alabama, and then you're in the Wednesday night sadness game against... You may be playing they, Vanderbilt again. They may win that one. <laughs> but you, um, No, they may be, honestly, they may be playing Vanderbilt again. So, so here it is for the out-of-bounds question of the day. What's your interest level in Razorbacks' last three basketball games? And it's uh, separated on a scale of 1 to 10. It's 1 to 5 and 6 to 10. 1 to 5, 89%. Mm. Yeah, where do they go from here? Here's Coach Moss. Yeah, I mean we we got to get ready for uh, Kentucky and and then and then LSU and and then Bama, you know, and whoever else we play. If we have more than that, I don't know, but we got to get ready for each and every game. Get back to the drawing board, and we'll start working on Kentucky tonight. Caleb Paddle was awesome. Uh, followed up his forty-two point game with a thirty-six point game, nine of seventeen from the floor, four of ten from the three-point line, fourteen of seventeen from the free throw line. Here's battle on trying to bounce back. I think uh, gotta have more juice, and uh, we gotta we gotta we gotta rally together. And it's, we still got the conference tournament. Um, we still got games ahead of us, so we just gotta you know be ready to play for this next uh, next couple this just this next stretch. 
Yeah, Joe, if it wasn't for the uh, Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC post-game show, my interest on the last three games would be about one. <laughs> Honestly, like Saturday, this Saturday, the Kentucky game, I'd be more interested in Arkansas baseball and Murray State. But because of the post-game show, I'll be watching the Kentucky game so I can halfway intelligently speak about the game on the post-game show. And then next week when they host LSU, what is that, like a Tuesday or a Wednesday? I'd watch that because there's nothing else on. And then the following Saturday, it's state tournament time, high school basketball state tournament. I would rather watch the 1A boys and 1A girls game than the Arkansas-Alabama game if it wasn't for the Guadney Chevrolet, Guadney Buick, Jim C. postgame show. But well, that is my job, and I will be there, and Josh and I will be talking about the game afterwards on the postgame show. So my interest as a big fan, I'm a sports fan, I love college basketball, but it is frustrating now watching this team. Two of these games are on the road, and it's against quality competition. And the way that they played this season, nobody expects Arkansas to play well in either one of those games. Now, they could, but that's not what's expected. And even if they did play well in those two games, that's not doing anything for the season overall. The season, at this point, they're not going to go to anything postseason. So they are playing for these last three games and at least one game in the SEC tournament. Other than that, like Coach Musk mentioned, that they don't know. They they know these last three games. They don't know who their opponent would be in the SEC tournament, and that's all that's left on the table. Four games for sure. Yeah, you can prepare for Missouri or Vanderbilt because it looks like the bottom four teams are going to be Georgia, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Missouri. And as of right now, Georgia, I believe, would have the tiebreaker over Arkansas, and they would play Missouri, and Arkansas would play Vanderbilt. Still got three games to go. Who knows? Vanderbilt may win a couple more games and pass Arkansas. <laughs> Maybe you still probably have Vanderbilt-Arkansas. I, after last night, I don't know if I would like to see Arkansas play Vanderbilt again, even though they think you, they would have a little chip on their shoulder and want a little payback, but man. Oh, well. Well, if they play like that at home, you can imagine on a neutral court hmm. what that could be. Wasn't much of a home field ev- home court advantage last night. I think uh, your our question of the day, all you had to do was look at that crowd at Bud Walton Arena. Did you see some of the wide shots, some of the pictures of all the seats empty? Oh, yeah. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, coming up next, L. Ellis. He called into the postgame show last night. And we are going to replay that for you in case you didn't hear it late last night. <laughs> I imagine a lot of y'all were asleep and missed L. Ellis calling in. Uh, but I appreciate him, and I appreciate Matt Black Allstate Insurance for sponsoring L. Ellis. And we're going to play that interview and get his thoughts after the game. He was uh, just fresh after the game. And look, I did, and I told him this. I thought he played well, and he gave them a chance to win. It was one of his better games as a Razorback, but we'll hear from L. Ellis when we come back. And we got to talk a little Diamond Hogs. I know it was UA or uh, it was Grambling. We'll play UAPB at Dickie Stevens Park soon. That game's already sold out. That was why it was fresh on my mind. I saw the tweet that the single tickets are there at the Travelers Ballpark sold out in no time. Always does. But anyway, Arkansas pounded the ball yesterday. Two grand slams. Jason Jones had two home runs, six RBI, twenty-one runs scored. It was twenty-one nothing till the final inning, bottom at the top of the seventh. And, Grambling strung together some hits and got their first run. But 21 to 1, Arkansas wins. We'll hit more on that when we come back. But first, L. Ellis. Stick around, it's out of bounds. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. This is Sports Center. Arkansas basketball had a disappointing loss at home against Vanderbilt last night, losing 85 to 82. The Commodores controlled most of the night, but Arkansas got the game to 83-82 off a Kaloff battle three with five seconds left to play. It was for naught, but Battle had 36 points in the loss. In his last two games, he had 78 points. Here was Coach Musselman on the loss. 
Yeah, disappointed in our defense for sure um, in both halves. Thought the game got away from us kind of in the middle section. You know, we, we did play hard down down 15 or 16, whatever it was, and gave ourselves an opportunity to try to put the game into overtime. You know, but, but 50 points given up, even though we scored 51, defended and fouled too much. You know, give Vanderbilt credit. Uh, they played extremely hard for, for 40 minutes. Not in college basketball, Arkansas State takes on Coastal Carolina at 6.30. The Red Wolves will be going for their sixth straight win that game can be streamed on ESPN+. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hi, I'm Trey Reed from the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, inviting you to join me every Wednesday morning for the latest news from the great outdoors. It's brought to you by Arts Marine in North Little Rock, now under new ownership, but with the same familiar faces and incredible service you've known for years, plus the area's best selection of boating parts and supplies. It's the Central Arkansas Karting Complex, 49 Ricky Bobby Way in Bologna. Adult, cadet, and two-seater race carts that go up to 50 miles per hour. The track has 14 turns and nearly a mile long. It's time to go racing at the Central Arkansas Karting Complex in Bologna. Are you worried about making the wrong decision when it comes to Social Security? Don't go it alone. Join GenWealth Financial Advisors March 5th at 6.30 at Chanel Event Venue to learn strategies to help you make the most of your benefits and build toward financial independence. You'll get answers to your questions and valuable action steps to help you toward your retirement goals. Don't wait. Visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash Social Security to reserve your seat today. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. GenWealth Financial Advisors and IAA are separate entities from LPL Financial. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. Two seconds left on the clock, third field goal range, and it looks like he's going to go with a five iron. No, wait. The quarterback is skating back on the ice. He's talking with his caddy. They're pulling the goalie. He skates off the fairway as the kicker lines off his butt. It's a breakaway. They bundle their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Touchdown savings, burning goal. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Paul Griffin in Monticello, Sam Eklund in Star City, or Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff. Hogs Meat Market has been a North Little Rock staple since 1963, serving the best meat in Arkansas. Be sure to go to their website for weekly and monthly specials as well as meat packages available. Hog is their family name, and they are so happy folks around Central Arkansas have come to associate it with high-quality products, fair prices, and terrific service. And for the hunters out there, Hogs is a great place to get that deer processed. Check them out online at hogsmeatmarket.com. That is Hogs with two Gs. Political strategist and host of the Sunday Buzz, Bill Vickery, gets in the mix with the guys on Morning Mayhem, brought to you by Sauce Bar and Oven. Online at saucedlr.com and by the Butcher Shop Steakhouse, home of the best steak and prime rib in all of Little Rock. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, motorcycle life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's bring in L. Ellis. He joins us now. L, tough loss, but man, I thought you played great. 19 points tonight, three assists, one steal, a huge steal at the end of the game to get Arkansas, give Arkansas a chance to, to pull away, maybe steal this one. Uh, man, I, I got to think the locker room, it's a tough place right now. 
Yeah, that was a tough one to lose, you know. Um, in the first half, we, we didn't hit shots. They were hitting shots, you know, um, and just to come out. But just to fight the way we did and, you know, come up short like that, that would really hurt. L that first half, man, it was it just, you know, they say shooting's contagious. And we saw it in the second half. You guys made half of your three-pointers, but nothing would fall in the first half. I think there was a stretch where the team went one of 17 from the field and one of 12 from the three-point line. How tough was that first half? Um, It was really tough, you know. Um, And they were good threes, too, you know, feet set, wide open, you know. Um, And we just weren't knocking them down. So it just sucks, you know, uh, just not to hit those shots that, you know, that we should have hit. Al, I know know you guys took a loss tonight, but but for you – this is the most points that you scored in the game uh, in this calendar year and, and, and since November. Uh, for you, how did it feel to see the shots go down? It looks like also you and KB really were in sync on the perimeter. He found you a couple times and you were able to knock down some threes. How was the shot feeling tonight? No, it felt really good, you know, just to um, get into a rhythm like that, you know. Um, wish, we, wish we could have came up with the win, but, you know, it feels good just to come out, you know, uh, have a good game the way I did. We're talking with L. Ellis. L. Take me inside the huddle. You know, you guys were down, late, getting late in the game. It was double digits. But something clicked. Something happened. What's being said? What are you guys saying to each other? Uh, we were just telling each other that we have to fight. We have to keep going, you know. Uh, basketball is a game of runs. We weren't hitting shots. Um, and we just had to come together, you know. You know, put some stops together. Hit, and we hit some big shots at the end. Um, and it gave us a chance to stay in the game. What are you seeing right now from from Caleb? I mean, he's he's put together now a few games, but especially these last two games. What are you saying, seeing from KB that you're uh, noticing that might have been different from earlier in the year? Um, you know, he he's a big time scorer. You know, he has extreme confidence. Um, and you know, like he's in a really good rhythm right now. Um, and I'm glad that he's playing as well as he is. Um. He's playing with elite confidence. He's shooting the shots that he works on, um, and it's it's helping us. I said earlier you had 19 points. You were 7 of 12 from the field, 3 of 6 from the three-point line. How are you feeling tonight? Take us and give us uh, your thoughts on your game tonight. Um, Really, I was just making a – trying to take the right ones, you know, uh, and just play play confident, you know. That's my game. I, I scored a lot of points where I was at last year at Louisville. Um, but I wanted to come here, you know, to run a team and facilitate and get guys involved. So um, any given night, you know, it can be someone's night. Um, and we just have that many pieces on our team, you know. Uh, we have a lot of guys that can go out there and get 20 to 30 points. Um, so you just got to be ready to play. You got to come and be confident. That's what I did. All right, Alice. So you guys now, 14 and 14 overall, you turn your attention to Kentucky on Saturday at Rupp Arena. Obviously a, a team that I know you're very familiar with from your time at Louisville. You all were pretty close last time you played the Cats. What's the key for you all going into an environment like Rupp Arena? You went to the hump. You all played pretty well there last time. What's the key when you all go to Rupp against this Kentucky team and that environment on Saturday afternoon? You know, we really just got to go in there confident. Um... You know, we got to rebound the ball. We got to take care of the ball. Um, we really just got to go in there, you know, knowing that we were close last time, and we got to keep that in the back of our heads. And, you know, uh, the mental mistakes that we had that the first time we played them, you know, we just got to come in ready to play. Um, and I feel like we can win there. Um, we got a really good team, you know. Um, we've had a lot of ups and downs this year, but, you know, when it's a big-time game, my gosh, show up. It was a very close game against Kentucky. I believe it was yeah. like two minutes to go. It's a one-possession game. Kentucky went on a 8-0 run there at the end of the game. What made you guys so successful against Kentucky and honestly holding them to one of their lowest outputs scoring-wise for the entire season? I would say that we defended really well. Um, we came in, we played confident, we moved the ball on offense. Um and like you said, like we held them to one of the lowest score games of the season it's because we defended. Um so like our defense has come a long way from the beginning of the year. Um and we're really just playing together, trying to help each other, honestly. Yeah, I thought your defense or the entire team's defense the last three games, starting with Mississippi State, A and M, Missouri, was much improved and then tonight Vanderbilt had so much success getting to the paint. What was it Vanderbilt was doing uh to be able to get into the paint and cause you guys some problems? Um, spreading us out, you know. Um, 
they were getting downhill. You know, they got really good guards that can get downhill. Um, they were just putting us in tough situations to be in. Um, and, you know, we got to do a better job with that, you know, um, guarding the ball, standing in front of people. How do you feel personally going into Kentucky? Uh, I mean, because this this was a tough one. This is a tough one to swallow. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna be confident going in. You know, uh, we know we know that we need these last few games. You know, to go on a run. You know, get ready for SC tournament. So uh, we're gonna come in there ready to play, knowing that we really need the game, um, and we're gonna try to bounce back from this loss tonight. Now, Alan, have you played uh, at Rupp before? Yeah, yeah, I have. I played at Rupp uh, last year, actually. All right, so what would you impart upon your teammates who have not played at Rupp Arena before? What would you tell them about about that environment? Man, it's going to be a crazy environment. You know, when they go on a run, it's going to get extremely loud. Um, the student sections are going to say some crazy stuff to you. Um, you got to be mentally ready for that. Um, and they get calls there. So we got to be able to, you know, go in there and just play play our game, you know, don't worry about the rest, don't worry about the calls that we're going to get, um, and really just got to go in there and be confident, because they're at home, you know, they won a lot of games, we got to read they're going to be confident, so we have to be as confident as well. So you had 23 last time you played there, uh, 30 next time, what do we think? <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, I'm in a good rhythm right now, so hopefully. I'll take a win. <laughs> Any kind of win. <laughs> nah, me too, Hell? for sure. Hell, thank you for your uh, time. I appreciate you calling in. Most definitely. Thank you. All About Tire Break Tire Pros makes buying tires simpler, making sure you're ready for any adventure life throws your way. We offer a straightforward approach to tire and auto service that includes nationwide warranties, expert advice, and a great selection of Michelin tires. No matter what you drive or where you have driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Visit in-store in Mapleville or Little Rock or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Tire Pros. Love the drive. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811, brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Do you need rainwater holt and sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8. 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Now the power to protect your M&B debit card is in your hands. With Secure Lock technology, you can lock or unlock your debit card for purchases. Select geographic locations where your card can be used. Set transaction spending limits, alerts, and more. If your card is lost or stolen, you can simply turn it off right on your mobile device. So enjoy your security and let M&B Secure Lock do the rest. Just download the free Secure Lock app. We've got you covered. You keep moving forward. At M&B, we've got your back. Check us out at mnbbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, a Brisbo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. 
Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine of Brisvo, because every breath matters. Great Wednesday edition of Morning Mayhem is in the books. I want to thank Craig O'Neill for coming in, as well as Trey Reed, and also Hannah Gamble on the phone, too. On Thursday's show, the guys are out at Fletcher Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Sherwood for a bunch of fun. Justin Moore is back on the show as well. It's all coming up 6 a.m. right here on 103.7 The Buzz. Have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Welcome back to Out of Bounds. What's more, Joe Franklin? Big thanks to Matt Black Allstate Insurance for sponsoring L. Ellis here on Out of Bounds. Good to catch up with him last night. Glad we could play that again for you this afternoon. Joe over on the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line. We're getting some feedback over there. This one from the 501. Just pointing out, Vandy beat UCA by four at home. (laughs) Well, Arkansas, I mean, it's one thing to be able to compare scores, compare schools and teams that these teams play against, but, I mean, at the end of the day, Vandy beat Arkansas and beat them at home. So that's all that needs to be said. That's enough said in itself. They were also missing two of the big three when they played UCA. Lubin didn't play, and uh, Lawrence didn't play against UCA. So they they were down a couple of starters and really two of their best three players. Uh, when they took on UCA early in the season. I think that was way back in November. Is This is from Buccaneer Boyd. Is Musselman's house listed on Zillow? He has as much passion in his voice as the Hogs have playing defense. have not seen that. I don't think his house is up for sale. Yeah, that was just a sly comment there. Mm-hmm. But um, you, there are some coaches that you can tell the difference in their tone after wins and losses, and nobody likes to lose. Losing is something that you, you're not playing the game to lose it. You're, you're playing for wins. And he is one of those guys that you can tell a big difference in him because, you know, after a win, he may take his shirt off. After a loss, he may only want to talk for 10 minutes. Yeah, he, goes, that. he goes to extremes. Last night was quick. Uh, sometimes on the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show, we'll divide up the Musselman interview and play, you know, five minutes one segment and four minutes the next segment. Just so, you know, it's just a long, drawn out, not, you know, just better quality of a show. Last night, and it was a late night last night, and I told Damon, who was running the board, I said, Damon, we'll, let's just play about half of this and then we'll come back and maybe play the other half. And he texted me back. He's like, it's only four or five minutes long. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Short and sweet. We'll uh, we'll play the whole thing and get out then. Okay. Giving those quick answers. Yeah. Uh, Just Chuck says, these televised Arkansas Razorbacks men's basketball games have to be the best advertising for flow baseball on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd rather watch flow baseball last night than some of the stuff that I watched. Tony in Texas. Tony Hawk fan says, okay, Wes. Okay, Joe. Prediction, we lose every game. Lose the Wednesday game in the SEC tournament, and the season finally comes to a merciful end. I wouldn't bet against it. I would say that's more likely to happen than not. That's another question of the day. How many more games does Arkansas win? One, two, or, you know, three or more? three, Three or more, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get that posted. I'll write that one down for tomorrow. Oh, for tomorrow, yeah. right? We can save it then. Yeah. Let's see here. Nobody was hitting in that stretch when I was talking about the one for 17. 
So why not put Pinion in and try to get them out of that 1-3-1 zone? If he's that much of a defensive liability, then he shouldn't have a scholarship. That's an embarrassment in itself also. Pinion playing four seconds. Like, at that point, why even put him on the court? Well, he came in that last play. Because you never know who the ball is, what whose hand the ball is going to wind up in in that situation, and you want somebody that can shoot a three, and probably a deep three with only three point eight seconds left. But is he the guy that you want doing that? Being that he hadn't played the entire game, you want the ball in battle, Tremont Mark, mm-hmm. L. Ellis. You want mm-hmm. the ball in one of their like there are three options on the court that are better options than bringing somebody in that hadn't played any no, my, at my, any time. My point is, he's option four or five. If Vanderbilt, actually, probably option three or four. Because you have one guy throwing in the ball, he wasn't going to be an option with 3.8 seconds left. And so they, they were trying to get it to Brazil. I'm sorry, to battle. And Vanderbilt knew that. Stackhouse said that after the game. He was proud of the way his team took battle out. They knew that's where Arkansas wanted to go, get it to battle. And so Mark got the ball, and Mark got off a good, you know, what, 25, 28-footer. But my point is, if you can't get it to Battle or to Mark or to Davenport, I mean, what's your other option? You want Mitchell in there? You want, I mean, who else do you want in? Blocker's not, no, he's not not a good three-point shooter. He's been the game. Yeah, but he's not a good three-point shooter. Get somebody that's been in the game. And then as far as the person that takes the ball out, they are an option. Max Struess did it last night. Get it to him, get it, or throw it in, get it right back to him. Yeah, but he had a game winner last night. Mark, same way. Mark got a. I don't have a, a zero issue with Mark's shot. He got off a good look, and oh, absolutely, was a good shot. That was probably the best look that they could have had at the end of the game. And then it just becomes a question of make or miss. I, I would. I have no problem opinion being in there if if he if it's a, ball finds his hands. And that's the only guy can get off a shot. I'm good. I don't care if he hasn't played the whole game. He's a shooter. He has a better chance of making it than somebody else. Putting him in a tough situation there. They want to see him in there. He got in there. <laughs> and oh, my my point was, Musselman did when they went to that one three one. He put in Davenport as a shooter, and Bandy went to a back to man to man. And they saw we got a shooter on the court. Let's let's change the defense. Uh, Chainsaw Dave, I think Musselman has checked out on the team and Arkansas. Must didn't adjust when they went to the one three one zone. Yeah, he did. I just told you did. Terrible coaching. Must has no one to blame but himself. He created this team. You're right about that. Through the portal, this is the guys he recruited. The final eight, the Sweet Sixteen, and now nothing in postseason. Is this a trend or a sure sign? Must is moving on. Your thoughts. He he did look uh, at one time during the game before they or at the end of the game before they really went on that run where they had a chance. They may have been down about nine at the time. He did kind of look reserved where it was like, okay, we see what the result is going to be here. Mm-hmm. And then when they hit a couple of shots, now he did go get up and he was more animated just because now they actually did have a chance to come back and complete the 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 comeback there and actually win the game but when they were down by nine at the time it looked like the game was over so well you know he didn't have a reason to really be animated and go over the top if it looked like the result was in hand i've seen the frustration on him on the sideline and sometimes it's like you said he just it's just to the point why am i beating myself up and he'll take a seat you know it's just like this, this is it's not working L. Ellis had a part in that also in hitting a big shot down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Oh, L. played good last night. Hit, hit the big three. Then uh, he got the hand on the ball, deflected it, and uh, Arkansas got the steal, threw it back out, and the battle hit the three to make it, I think, a, a one-point game at that time. Wes, from the eight seven zero, Arkansas is a soccer team. No. Arkansas is a baseball team and a track and field team. Women have the most entrance in the in, entrance. Am I saying that right? Entries in the uh, indoor track and field championship, and the men have the most. The women had the most by far. By like, I think they had like 19 entries, and the next team had 14 or 15, and the men have like 15, and the next one has 14. So they had the possibility of scoring <laughs> more points than anybody. Get some champion national championships. Randall says. 
we have less than a 5% chance to beat Kentucky, in my opinion. I would not argue that. That's 1 in 20, less than 1 in every 20 games. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Especially with, with the way Kentucky's been playing. Stewart wants to know when we're replacing the transmitter for better reception. It's ordered. It's on the way, hopefully. I don't know. I don't have an exact date. Hang in there with us. I'll say it once again. 1037thebuzz.com, the Buzz app, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. There are all other kinds of ways to watching or listening to us. Just hang in there. The big, bad new transmitter is coming, and we'll be blasting out all over the uh, power waves of Arkansas here soon, just before you know it. It's just the uh, it's like uh, road construction. It's just a little something you got to put up with, and then when it's finally done, it's glorious, and you're going to love it. We'll have it soon. Who who were the five on the floor at the end of the game? We know the three: Ellis, um, Battle, Battle, Mark, and Pinion. And the fifth had to be Davenport. Okay, yeah, pretty, someone that had a question about. Pretty sure it was Davenport. Davenport I don't remember it. him running around. Setting the screen. I, I can remember where they were lining up, and I was trying to figure out what they were doing on that inbounds play. And they did a little kind of one went long, came back. Pinion went long, came back. Mark did a little crisscross with somebody, and that got him free. And battle, they were just, they were, they were focused on battle. They were not going to get battle, let battle get the ball and dribble down the court. And I guess it was Davenport. Because Ellis. I'm pretty sure Ellis threw the ball in. He would have been an option. Yeah. Uh, the, the top three would have been Battle, Ellis, mm-hmm. and Tremont Mark. Yes. Yeah. And and how often are you going to get past the top three on any play, let alone the last play of the game? Mm-hmm. It's going to be either your number one option, which a lot of times you have a player that says, I'm not going to be denied, or it's going to be your second option. It's mm-hmm. not even going to get to the third option most of the mm-hmm. time. No, not with 3.8 seconds. That's just a case where if Mark gets it, clears, gets free, and Pinion's guy comes off of him and runs at Mark, and Mark just throws it to the wide-open guy, takes a shot at the buzzer. That's, that's it. I mean, you, there's very little passing that goes on with 3.8 seconds. Uh, and you, you mentioned that sometimes you'll see the inbounds pass and the guy guarding – if there is someone guarding the man throwing it in, he turns his head when you pass it, and the guy who inbounds it runs past him, gets the ball right back. He's free streaking down the court. In that game with the Mavs and Cavs last night, they had nobody in the backcourt. The Mavs just backed up, and um, Struess inbounded the ball, got it back, and he took a shot from half court. Those are the shots that you're going to live with anyway. Because how yeah, often yeah. is a player going to make a shot from half court? How much time was left in, on that play? Yeah, it was a few seconds. Yeah. Same type of deal. Yeah. A guy hits a half court shot. Just, okay, whatever. Maybe two or three seconds. Mm-hmm. No, Mark, Mark got a legit three-point look, and it's in the air. And I'm like, that's got a chance. Hit the, hit the rim, bounced away. Hour number two is coming up next. We'll talk SEC basketball with Pat Bradley. It's out of bounds. 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Kaufman by Design West, Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC, R-Care, and Parker Cadillac. At the heart of historic downtown Russellville, the Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience. With the freshest ingredients and creative touches, their menu has an item for everyone. From their signature lump crab cake to a 